Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bitching Mama's podcast. Happy, what's today? Monday? I don't even remember the days anymore. That's how tired I am. And I had a really shitty week last week. But thank you for listening to us today. Today, I have a really special guest, um, my beautiful, beautiful cousin, Samantha. She is a, a pediatric nurse practitioner. And we're going to talk about today something very serious, very um, knowledgeable for any moms coming into wintertime for the flu season. Uh, so yeah, the flu season. I don't know how why I said that like that, but the flu season and all the shit you should know before you take your fucking kids to the doctor and waste your money and how important everything is uh, in regards to the flu season. I know my kids get sick every freaking November or December. I get sick. So um, let's listen to her. So Sammy, welcome to my podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Winter is upon us. And, uh, <laughs> And, and like Carlos said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's 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 never a fun time that inevitably one of your kids, you know, are gonna come up with the sniffles and, yeah. and starts with one and, and just you know trickles down and eventually it ends up with you having to miss work. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about was was uh, you know the difference between uh, bacterial versus a viral uh, illness, mm-hmm. um, and and if it's not bacterial, um, what you can do about it anyway at home, uh, and and then when to call us. Yeah. Because as you were saying earlier, you don't want people to like to go to the ER and more sick kids around when maybe it's not that serious and all of a sudden you're exposing them to all kinds of more bacteria. And then, you know, it's it's hard. It's really hard. And then kids are in school and then you're working and then they're sick and then you're like, what do I do? Yeah. It's a lot of things. So October's coming up. It's flu, the flu shot time, right? Mm-hmm. How important is it really to get the flu shot for your kids and yourself, but mostly your children? Yeah, so, so our recommendation is definitely to get it for, for two reasons. Um, one, because um, you know, your, your kid's younger, especially if you have older people in the home or people who are pregnant or, or you know, younger babies and, and little siblings at home, you want to keep them protected as much as possible. Uh, but also because even if the flu, the, the flu shot isn't uh, 100% effective, um, what I was explaining to Carla is, is you know, it's, it's kind of a guess of, uh, of what uh, strains of flu are going to be in there the year after. What it does do is it helps your body recognize the flu and get a practice run at fighting it before the actual thing happens so that if you still end up uh, being introduced to the flu virus, hopefully it's not, it's not as bad of an illness uh, because your body already recognizes it and knows how to fight it. Yeah. yeah. So when is the actual time to go? The sooner the better. So if I was to exactly when October happens get the flu yeah so so every year it depends and you want to call your primary care doctor to see when they're offering it but now you know we have it in minute clinics and CVS's and lots of different places Uh, but this year uh, it looks like it's going to be rolling out around the first week of October a little bit late this year actually usually it's it's at the end of September but but this season we're we're getting it out a little bit late So um, we were talking earlier in cases like Damien that he I feel like he has a low immune system um, and always get sick. Uh, what are things we can prevent from getting the flu? I know, like you said, it's it contact whatever anywhere we go. But is there any way we can like not get <laughs> the fucking flu? So, so first and foremost, you know, um, flu flu shots and flu vaccines are there. Uh, yeah. But then also a good hand hygiene. Um, what I was telling Carla earlier is, you know, kids are little cesspools of germs, and and the one thing that kids are willing to share is their cough. You know, <laughs> they don't want to share their toys, none of that, none of that shit. But but they will share their pink eye, their cough with you. And so and and you know, most of these things, um, coughs and bacterial processes are spread through, um, you know, contact with with your 
orifices, right? Your nose, your mouth, your eyes, and your hands are the vectors that travel that. So you're either coughing and sneezing in people's faces, which yes, our kids are doing, but also they're touching things. Mm -hmm. And so good hand hygiene. Um, and then of course, just being healthy overall <laughs> really helps um, to kind of um, mitigate illness. Uh, but once you get sick, and that's kind of um, where I come in is, is what you can do to, to keep your kids from having to actually end up having to come see me, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and one of those things is recognizing normal from not normal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a normal course of a viral illness, so a real fever is 100.4 and above. That's a real fever. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I tell parents is don't get so stuck up on the number. Um, pay attention to what the kid looks like. You know, if the kid's not taking fluids, if he's if he has snot that's coming out of his nose, he's got a cough, so he's not sleeping comfortably. There's a couple things that you wanna pick up and I call it your, your, your sick day kit. A couple things you want to have in there. So, so if your kid's nose starts, uh, you know, snotting up and, and has nasal congestion, you're going to want to pick up some nasal saline, either drops or mist. And so, if your kid is a willing participant, that you don't have to hold down and like, <laughs> like the exorcist. You I know? honestly think that's why parents don't get that shit. <laughs> yeah. it's so annoying. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of biting and yeah. It's just a weird situation. But hopefully, by the end of it, they will have blown some of the snot out. Yeah, <laughs> so you still one. Um, so the drops are more for the little kids who aren't participating so you're mm -hmm. you're holding them down and you're dropping it in their nose and then you're doing with that that nasty um booger machine uh that you were calling it oh from. my god my sister has done that just like i'm like how do you not puke she was oh no i puke afterwards <laughs> so that thing we're talking about if you've seen it they sell it like at walmart and target stuff it's literally like a little uh it, why did it have to make it i guess to see right the tube it's a little tube that goes up the kids nose and you suck on one end yeah but there's a sponge it's like a filter it's called um i, um, I think the brand name of it is um Frida, uh, nose mm -hmm. suction system. But so it's a tube, but it's a beveled tube and it's better than the bulb suction because it gives, it really seals the kid's nostril. So you're holding the nostril that you don't have the Frida suction in in one. And then you put the Frida suction in and you're sucking and there's a sponge. And so it stops the snot from getting in your actual mouth. Oh. But it does, it does create a really good suction in there. So you're dropping some saline drops in there and you're, and you're sucking it back out with mm -hmm. those. And so, and so you really want to teach this kid to blow their nose as soon as they can. <laughs> and when they can, you, you, you step up. And, and moms, this is for you too. You know, we do a lot of things to make our kids better and we don't do these for ourselves, you know. And you are sick for two weeks and you're like, why can't I get better? Pick up some nasal saline. Don't share nasal saline with your kid. <laughs> Buy your okay. own bottle. It's what like, about in between sibling? Um, it depends. You know, if they're sick at the same time, I would really just spring for the extra $5 yeah. and buy them their own bottle. Uh, because that, again, the way you transfer germs is by touching these surfaces, right? Oh my God, I and of that. in between sicknesses, throw that bottle out, throw that $5 oh. nasal saline out. Wow, that I've been was your, my that was your sickness <laughs> for sickness, you know? Oh my God. The other one she brought up, honestly, maybe this is like the obvious but to me it wasn't obvious to throw away your toothbrush your kid's toothbrush after they're sick and just get them a new one yeah yeah especially and so what i tell her is if you were prescribed antibiotics especially for your throat or something like that uh, you know like strep throat you want to throw your toothbrush out three days after starting those antibiotics so you don't reinfect yourself Whoa. That's a big one. And so, you know, and cross infection between people and cleaning those surfaces. So, so nasal saline three times a day. And so nasal saline works for two reasons. Um, one, it, it gets your kid because, you know, every kid that, you know, the, <laughs> do you recognize that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, your kid sniffing constantly. And so it gets them to kind of forward flow those secretions out. But then also the salt in the nasal saline, um, the, you know, the way that, that water works is you put, you put something with a higher concentration of salt in it, the water with less salt flows to that area. 
So if you're putting that salt water in your nasal passages, hopefully you're pulling some of the water that's causing all that inflammation in your sinuses out so that you can blow it out. I just feel like I'm so prepared now for fucking flu season. <laughs> and no, it makes okay. me happy. And I'm pretty sure it's going to make Ricky happy too. Because yeah. like I was saying, when the flu comes, it's like you're shitting yourself. Body hurts. You get the chills. Yeah. You vomit. Yeah. The only reason I can think of that I love having the flu, and I'm saying love because I lost at least like six pounds. <laughs> you do. It's, yeah. it's a quick way to drop weight for, yeah. for adults. Right? I felt like, oh my God, I put on my jeans. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a skinny bitch now. <laughs> and it's like, no. The, the, the post-flu diet. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's a shitty situation. Yeah. But, oh, I just can't deal with vomit. And so that's what we're talking. Yeah, so. I, everybody hates vomit. So one way to, to decrease vomit is a decrease. So if you if you find your kids throwing up, your, your smaller kids, you know, those two, three-year-olds and younger, and there's a lot of mucus in it you got to clean their nasal passages out. So you're going to do the saline that we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, soft tissue pain. So Motrin versus Tylenol. Which one do you want to use? Both of them bring down fever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both, they're both are what are called antipyretics. Both of them work on fever. Um, you can't give Motrin to a kid less than six months old. Motrin's a no-no. Their kidneys aren't strong enough for it yet. But if for a kid over six months old and they're having soft tissue pain, throat pain, muscle aches, ear aches, uh, I, I suggest reaching for the Motrin first. Motrin. Okay. Motrin. Uh, why? Because it's um, it's a it's it's what's called an NSAID that stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. But what that means is that it takes away inflammation. And a lot of times your throat is sore because it's swollen. Your ears are sore because they're you know bulging out. You have, your passages are swollen. So reach for the Motrin first. Um, fever is 100.4 and above. And I tell parents don't be scared of a fever. Fever in and of itself is not harmful. Fever is your body's way of fighting off. Uh, infections and, mm-hmm. and viruses, right? Uh, but if your kid is uncomfortable and he's not tolerating fluids and, and you know, he's really miserable, you treat that fever. You give the Motrin. Two hours later, the fever's still there. You give a dose of Tylenol. Okay. Good yeah. to know. You can, yeah. So th- they don't interact with each other. The reason that the American Academy of Pediatrics does not recommend mixing is because when Damien has a fever, mm-hmm. Mila has a fever, you know, Ricky has a fever, you have a fever, everybody's sick. And so if that's the case and you can't remember which you gave last, just stick to one. So that's, you know, because if you can't remember, oh, and you know, you're going to double stack meds, stick to one and then just choose, you know, the Motrin and stick to that. Um, So that's another one. And then then these coughs you've been telling me about, um, Damien has these coughs for what, a month long and he's just coughing the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. So what I tell parents is pay attention to what the cough sounds like. Is the cough worse at night? And, and if the cough is worse at night and you've got a kid with the sniffles, um, what I tell a lot of parents is post nasal drip is the gift that keeps on giving cough. And so you'll have this kid with cough for weeks and weeks and weeks, and the doctor keeps telling you it's viral, it's not bacterial, you know, which is probably true, but you still have these secretions. It doesn't mean he's not sick. Mm-hmm. So you treat the secretions. So you're doing the nasal saline, um, you're, you're treating the Motrin for his aches and pains, but you need to dry the cough out. And so um, there's, there's something called an antihistamine, and when you think of antihistamine, you think of Benadryl, right? Yeah. So technically, yes, you can give a dose of Benadryl to a kid who is coughing all night long and keeping you and his siblings up. Mm-hmm. So you refer to the box, you take a dose of Benadryl, it's not going to take the cough away, but it is going to let that little asshole sleep (laughs) so that you can sleep and wake up tomorrow morning and be able to go to work the next day and do what you have to do. So So really quick with the Benadryl, I've experienced no drowsy, like yes, but it takes it, he gets hyper for an hour until he's (laughs) in. What the hell? Some kids have what's called a reciprocal effect, which means that the medicine affects them opposite. Oh and my. so do watch out for that. It can happen. Um, it's not. It's not an adverse effect, 
uh, or effect. It's just a, it's just a it's a side effect that some kids get. So then you would give it an hour sooner if he still get the crash after. Yeah. Alternatively, if you don't want to get the kid to sleep through the cough, but you want to dry these things out, uh, but you want something non-drowsy, you can actually try children's Zyrtec which is for those kids with allergies with all the sniffles and the sneezes but it still works by drying out over time it's not going to work overnight though you have to give it for like one or two weeks to see any results really um but but it'll dry the cough up over time so if you have this kid with weeks of cough that's just not getting better mm -hmm. but there's no fever it's not necessarily worsening his ears don't hurt the doctor already said it's not it's not bacterial it doesn't need antibiotics then you want to dry the cough out damn my poor child i've been giving him benadryl and just like you just Bouncing off the wall, <laughs> tries to run like a yeah. psychopath, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, "What the fuck is? It's too quiet. Where's Damien? <laughs> just pass out like a drunken pirate, <laughs> just middle of the floor." Yeah, yeah. So, and it doesn't, like you said, yeah, it helps them sleep that moment, but it doesn't really end up curing it. No, it doesn't cure the cough. It yeah. will, it will help them sleep through the cough. So, so what you would want to do is, is clear those secretions during the day, so less of it's dripping in the back of his throat. Consider Zyrtec for a week or two to try to dry things out that way. Um, and you know the Motrin Tylenol if the fever is uncomfortable or he needs it. So those are a couple things you can do. And then for the older kids, if their noses are just so stuffed up that they mm -hmm. can't really breathe through their nose and they're so uncomfortable that when they're laying down, they're mouth breathing uh, and they're coughing a lot, you can consider um, the, the children's Flonase or the children's Rhinocort, mm -hmm. uh, but you can't use that for more than a week. And if it's not getting better at that point and they're really that congested and it's more than a week, we would consider um, you know, calling us and paying a visit to your primary care provider. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about next is what's normal, what's not normal. Right. So normal course of a viral illness. And, and, I'm, and I know you hear us doctors say that a lot, viral versus bacterial. Mm -hmm. and, and with the only difference between a, a bacterial illness and a viral illness, and we're talking about upper respiratory infections, is that one requires treatment with antibiotics to get better, and the other one is going to get better on its own unless it becomes bacterial and requires treatment with antibiotics. Which I think a lot of people automatically go for the uh, antibiotics and mm -hmm. they're just not going to end up working at all. And some people will tell you, well, I took them and then I got better. But, but the thing is, is that 80% of, of illnesses will get better, um, bacterial illnesses will get better even without the antibiotics, but 100% of the viral illnesses will get better without antibiotics. And so they may have still had a viral illness, but the normal course of the viral illness was winding down mm -hmm. around the same time they finally broke and got antibiotics. And so normal viral illnesses is three to five days of fever. Mm -hmm. And that's 100.5 or 100.4 and above. Um, and we're talking about kids above three months old. A kid under three months old with a fever, you bring in immediately. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking about older older kids. Um, and, and again, the, the number of the fever, don't, don't be afraid of those numbers. Um, you know, a fever of 104 and 105 for a kid who's still taking fluids and responding um, and, and their fevers are going down with Motrin and Tylenol is still a kid that's okay as long as they're taking fluids. Uh, but if you have a fever that's lasting, you know, six, seven days and still hasn't gone away, that's, you should pay your doctor a visit at that point or fever with fever with earache fever with sore throat so they're not taking fluids fever with with lack of appetite and no fluids kids who are sick don't want to eat food but kids who don't drink water are the ones i want to see okay yeah good to know yeah this is so informative oh, i'm telling you i'm prepared i'm a freaking cake flus season up the asshole <laughs> out of my house not today sir not this mm -hmm. year no 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 and just remember antibiotics aren't always the answer um you know, the guy who invents the cure to the common cold and antiviruses are going to be richer than all the Kardashian <laughs> sisters combined. Yeah, one's a billionaire, so that's, that's, that's yeah. a lot. It just doesn't exist yet. But there are tools in your toolbox that you can keep um, and use 
uh, to, to, you know, to help make the season a little less painful. Consider a cool air humidifier in the room for kids um, for that, that barky cough. Mm -hmm. And if it has become barking, a seal-like barking cough, it's time to see the doctor too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any questions for me. I could talk about this for forever. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Kid, kid, sick kids are, is my jam. <laughs> now, um, I always refer to Damien because he, out of my two kids, is the one that always is sick. Um, and we talked about this earlier is now if it's just a common cold, but that cough is not going away, that congestion is not going away. Um, and it's a constant thing, like at least in the winters, once a month that he just, he, he can't go to school. He yeah. cannot. Um, what do, what do we do then? Obviously we have to go to our doctors, you know, see from there, but you were talking about like, um, which I think it's sometimes when people say steroids, you're like, what, what is that? I, th I think that way. But you, you gave me a great example of like, no, 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 there's, so his airways are smaller? Yeah, so, so there's something that, um, that you'll hear a lot of people say, it's called um, bronchiolitis. And um, bronchiolitis is, is, basically it's, it's a respiratory succinctal virus usually, and it's the same virus that causes urine my coughs and mm -hmm. Mila's coughs. But the difference between that is these babies and these younger kids, and I'm talking about kids two and under usually, or three and under um, more typically, have smaller airways. And so think of this big pipe, right, that we breathe through, you have all this space. So if you get some inflammation and congestion and snot, you're not gonna be able to not breathe. But babies, on the other hand, and these little kids, they have these little airways, and, and when they get inflammation and snot um, and, and a lot of um, you know, buildup, they have difficulty breathing. So you get these babies who, who are, um, aren't able to breastfeed or feed on the bottle without opening their mouths to breathe, or you see their little noses bubbling with a lot of snot. And this is, this is something sometimes that, that will need to get treated by us with suctioning those secretions out or managed at home with the secretion management. But some of these kids still don't get better with that. And those are the kids that, that um, you'll hear say, you know, used to have an inhaler but grew out of it. And some of that is asthma, but some of it's what's called wheezing, upper, um, wheezing associated upper respiratory infections. And that's, those are just those kids that get those coughs that get really bad every time and you always end up with us and it takes a long time to clear up. And some of those kids will end up on steroids that, that you mentioned. Um, and, and some of those are, are the albuterol that you always see the asthmatics use, but, but other ones, uh, when they get sick, and it's not forever, but it's times of illness, will end up on, on longer acting steroids that they take on a schedule, so maybe twice a day. Usually that's what they do, and they'll take them over a couple weeks um, when they get sick, and they know that cough is coming on to keep the airways open so that they don't get what you're describing is a lot of this inflammation and extra secretions and things. So with the secretion management, with all the stuff we talked about, and those steroids, that'll keep their airways open um, until they grow out of it and their airways get bigger and are more resilient um, to, to those viruses later on. Oh, I love this, all this information, because see, the thing is that I know as a parent, my kid, you know your kid. You, uh, if something's really off, you know it's time to go, right? Yeah. And then there's parents, obviously, that some panic immediately and go, of course. <laughs> yeah. But I'm one of those parents that's like, <laughs> look at you. You ain't passing out. You're good. You're good. <laughs> go talk somewhere else, not in my face. Yeah. Yeah. But it's annoying when you go to a family event. And I think that has to do a lot with the, like, the lying or Hispanic culture. Oh, my God. He's dying. You need to go take him. Kids, kids is going to go mentally ill if you don't, don't cure the fever. And I'm like, that's not. I've literally gotten up from where I'm at and left because yeah. It, it's like, are you a doctor? Are you a nurse? No. And yeah. I've seen it happen. Like, he, he'll be good. He's used to it. Look, he's, <laughs> he's running around. He's throwing shit around. He's, he's going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. So I think that a lot of also, like, I end up at the doctor because I'm like, fucking me. All right. Yeah. Let me take him that way. Show him the paper. He's good. <laughs> so your own family members. And yeah. I, I know they yeah. do it out of love. Yeah. They love their worry. 
But it's so annoying. Uh, I could uh, we could do a whole separate segment on just myths associated. Oh, with, what is with the sickness, craziest you know? one you've heard? Oh, the craziest one? Yeah. Uh, okay. Or one um, that you like. like I had a kid who, a little girl who had asthma. And, and the mom said, you know, I've tried everything. And it was, um, this was um, Hispanic culture. It was a mm-hmm. Mexican family um, from, from, from Mexico. And she says, you know, I've tried everything. And I even got her a chihuahua. A what? A chihuahua. A dog. Yes, for asthma. And, and so I was really confused. And so I did, you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna tell me Aww. more about this. What do you mean? She goes, well, well, apparently, and I looked this up later. This is apparently true in some places that, that uh, chihuahuas are thought to cure asthma. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so we needed to do a little bit of re-educating with that was maybe that it was making it worse. And so we had to talk yeah. about getting on some allergy medications for the dog or getting tested for dog allergens. But now it makes sense why a lot of Mexicans have fucking chihuahuas. <laughs> I don't fucking know Fucking disgusting why. dogs. They're like, yeah, my kid has asthma. That's why I got the dog. But that was, that was, that was one of the crazier ones that wow. I've heard as far as myths go. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying not to offend anybody, but again, I can't offend if I, I'm Mexican myself and, you know, Hispanic. But that shit's crazy. Y'all call well, me the but, weirdest shit. You know, I think I think that's where good health providers help. And this is what I was telling Carla is put tools in your toolbox. You know, yeah. you come into me and there are no stupid questions. And and I want you to leave feeling empowered and more confident to take care of your kids at home. You know, so if that woman instead of you know laughing her off, you you you, you talk to her about you know how some people can have allergies to, to extra hair that these dogs give off, and then she understands that, and we do something to help you know keep the dog out of the kids bedroom for instance mm-hmm. or, or different things like that or getting a HEPA air filter um, then maybe she's more likely to come back to me next time uh, and seek help rather than you know, um, you know looking looking for 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 care other places or. That's so when I said about like I literally they literally told me like if I don't take my kid like you're talking about 100 100 uh, fever whatever they're like he's gonna become stupid that's not a thing is it no. Um, so, so again, fever in and of itself is not harmful by itself. So fever, when, when it's not being managed as far as it's not responding to medication to make it go down. Um, fever, if your child has a history of epilepsy or seizures with fevers. Mm-hmm. Um, fever with a child who's not taking fluids. Those are dangerous fevers. Uh, but, but fever is, is, by and large, the body's way of telling you that it's working. It's responding to it. It's launching an immune response. And some people even argue that we treat our fever so aggressively now mm-hmm. that maybe our viruses last longer, maybe by a day or two, than they would have if we would have let it literally just burn off. Because that's yeah. what fever is, is, is your body's temperature trying to go up high enough to where the viruses or bacteria can't live. Because that's used to be our, our way of fighting it. Because bacteria and viruses have grown with us for as long as humans have been around. And so it knows and lives in the same body temperature that humans do. So it, it, what, your, what your body does is it grows up in defense um, by, by temperature to kill off all the stuff uh, that it's not supposed to live with. It's, it's, you know, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. yeah. I am so excited for holiday season then because when he gets that fever and we go <laughs> and they say that I'm going to come out there with all the facts. <laughs> be like, look, he's taking fluids. He's drinking yeah. water. He's peeing. He's fine. It's going to be awesome. I yeah. won't have to miss yeah. Christmas dinner because I'm like hella offended that they think I would let my kid become no no and, and when in doubt bring your kid into your primary care provider you know have a conversation with us I tell people that you know if, if you never brought your kid in I'd be a very bored or unemployed nurse practitioner yeah <laughs> and, you okay. know I want to see your kids and, and, and maybe having this dialogue would help um, kind of clear things up or, and, and yeah. you know every time parents come in I, I do the weight-based calculations for the up-to-date weight-based dosing for Tylenol and Motrin I show them pictures of all the meds I want them to get like you know there's there's good conversations you could have not everything needs antibiotics and sometimes it does 
and and that's for us to 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 you know be able to look in your kid's throat and ears and and really make that decision mm-hmm. so. yeah because i've taken damien in like probably nine uh nine times out of ten that only once he gets the antibiotics and the rest and then i go home they're like well he needs antibiotics to get better i'm like Guys, they told me to give them Moltrin, and then they think like, "Oh my God, well they don't care." Yeah, and it's yeah, like that's, it's not that's the really case. Hard. That's a very hard one. I, yeah. you know, I get. Um, I, I think my family even says, you know, they said it was nothing, and it's not nothing. Viral illness is definitely an illness, and there are things you can do, and that's you know what I talked about—the sick day tools, that that Lysol that you can get to spray down your kid's car seat that in the back. One yeah. never crossed my mind. Yeah. The little germy fuckers are on there twenty-four-seven. <laughs> So that makes total sense. Like, yeah, yeah. you do the, the normal once a month if you're yeah. that kind of parent. I I don't care. So, like, someone vomits on it, I'll wash it. But, like, you know, to wash it after they're sick. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got, you throw out their toothbrushes. You Lysol the car seats where they, they you know, they, they, they share their germs with each other. You get those, you know, things to take away congestion and fever and discomfort. And once you've exhausted all that, come to us and, and see what you can do. But, but by and large, like you said, Carla, nine times out of ten, it's not going to require antibiotics yeah. to get better. Yeah, which is great because I'm gonna save a lot of money on antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and visits to us, you know. Yeah. And again, if you've done all that, and then it kind of helps us too because you come in and you really sound like you know. I'm, I'm doing the nasal saline three times a day. Yeah. I'm you know I've been using Zyrtec when the coughs lasting more than two weeks. I you know I've been I've been using the humidifier where he, you know he we're taking care of all this and he's still sick. Then I'm really like hmm. You know, let me let me really like maybe you do need a chest X-ray or maybe you know maybe something else is going on. Maybe we need to test for whooping cough or whatever it may be, uh, be because then at that point you've exhausted all the things I would have recommended the first time around. So really, it kind of it kind of builds your case a bit too. Yeah. So whooping <laughs> yeah. cough, I always get confused with that. Is there? I always think, oh, it's a certain sound your kid makes that you're like he has whooping cough because when it first came like came to light like oh whooping cough which i don't feel like it was a lot of years or maybe i don't know until i became a parent what the heck that was per se it's like oh he's squeaking when he coughs he has whooping cough so so there's different types of sounds of cough and some sounds um alert your your primary care provider to believe it may be something that requires different treatments so whooping cough um is is the term everyone uses for pertussis Pertussis is something that we get vaccinated for now. Um, it's part of the vaccines that your kid gets the, uh, for the kindergarten entry, that fifth mm-hmm. one, DTAP. The P in there is pertussis. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, and this is the best we have right now, this vaccine, um, it, only, it only is so effective. In other words, it's not 100% effective. So a lot of kids will get the vaccine and still not be immune. And so these kids that don't get vaccinated uh, in the community can potentially pass this to kids even if they are vaccinated because the vaccine isn't 100% effective. It's just the best we have now. Mm-hmm. And so we still do see whooping cough in, in the community now. I've, I've seen and treated it before. And you have to treat the whole family when, when somebody has it. And they call it the 100-day cough. And because this cough lasts for, you know, three, four months and and the coughing sometimes is so severe. That's where the whooping sound comes from because you're coughing so hard that it causes your kid to vomit because they're cough, 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 because their stomach starts to hurt and they just get going so much it gets their gag reflex going. And so a kid who has no fever, but just is coughing and coughing and the cough is so much that they're throwing up, we start to we start to um, fear whooping cough and we can test for that. And then another type of cough is called croup. Mm-hmm. And that's that barking seal-like cough, and you know we should have actually had a couple sound bites a recording, together. Yeah. yeah, and I could we could do that next time I could show you. But but that barking cough, that seal cough, that really gets going in the middle of the night mm-hmm. when they're hot. 
so so that there's more inflammation because remember heat causes inflammation and their airways are real small so so around their voice box they get they get inflammation and it causes this high-pitched barking cough like a seal and that that requires treatment with antibiotics but if you're at home and you're in a pinch and you can't get to the doctor um, you want to put them either outside where it's cold or in front of a freezer mm -hmm. because the cold air just like on a muscle that's inflamed or inflammation ice takes it down the cold air can help open up their airways so are you telling me that if they were in their bed full of covers it's just gonna make it fucking worse yes so this goes back again to fucking myth <laughs> and i'm so happy we're talking i am so annoyed when someone's like put a jacket on that kid he's gonna get the he's gonna get a cold no bitch a cold is a virus right yeah, yeah there's no way i mean yeah if you're outside and there's fucking floating around but that's even on hot days Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so with these kids with with uh, with, um, with um sorry with croup, hot is not good. And mm -hmm. so you'll get them to where they got so bad, the parents panic and bring them to the emergency department where I used to work. You know, um, and and the windows are down or they're running from their cars in, yeah. and it gets better because the cold air actually helps the car. Off. So, so you know, we, mind blown right we, now. we still treat, but yeah. but but that's why I mentioned the cool air humidifier earlier too because mm -hmm. it's delivering cool air so hopefully it's helping decrease some of the inflammation while keeping things nice and moist. so that's for that kind of cough yeah that's that's the common cold cough as well right it can be so the common cold causes the virus and so bronchiolitis is usually called by rsv but it could be caused by any upper respiratory virus croup can be caused by any upper respiratory virus it's just the the reaction the kids are getting the inflammation because again bacteria and viruses cause a lot of the same stuff fever, inflammation, secretions, red eyes, you know, all the, the same symptoms. I am just, you have no idea. So Ricky, if you're listening to this fucking podcast, <laughs> if you ever tell me to put the sweater on kids or cover before we left the house, I'm going to murder you. I will divorce your ass. Because guess what? You're wrong. Uh, wet hair will not cause uh, illness viruses so so maybe yeah. maybe touching your your hands to a surface mm -hmm. and then touching your eyes or your nose or your mouth um but but not walking barefoot on cold surfaces will not cause colds um but but you know this goes into I, what i was taught was um the cold and hot theories of illness and a lot of cultures have this where heat um, is caused by certain diseases or will cure certain diseases mm -hmm. and cold is caused by certain diseases or will cure certain diseases and so this is, goes back much further than than us you know and so um, it's hard to get that out of people's head yeah and, and i do as much as i can to to try to just have that conversation without judging people mm -hmm. because you, i was even told these things yeah. and as a parent to a certain degree i <laughs> even do this like you know go put a jacket on and then and, and you'll catch a cold is the next thing that naturally comes out of people's mouths but really it's just like you don't want her to be a frozen little popote later yeah you know with the little thin little legs that can't keep themselves worn and i don't want to hear it so go put a fucking jacket on exactly but, but you know um just little myths and stuff yeah. oh my god it's hilarious i'll tell you what the lemon and honey is real that works cough. that cough. so cough syrup everything you buy over the cow these days bullshit it's just it's nothing yeah. there's no active ingredients in it we work. took the we took the good stuff out years ago because we found out that too many kids just stopped breathing altogether so no fun stuff in cough syrup over the counter anymore um and so like the zarbies the the uh, there's the the high sit there's so many out there it's all the same shit. it's an elixir it's it's sugar water that's thickened to the point of being like honey like mien mm. and so you drink it and it coats the bottom of your your, your esophagus mm -hmm. and it dulls that cough reflex because all your cough reflex is is your lungs going no no, no don't let phlegm in there <coughs> coughing all that shit out yeah and so when you drink the honey it, it kind of dulls it because it doesn't it's not as sensitive 
So and so lemon tea lemon tea fucking lemon lemon yeah yeah and so what, what i used to get and i'm not suggesting this medically this is mother to mother <laughs> was a shot of whiskey and then lemon and lime to your side. not lemon and lime sorry honey and lime no that's what they used to give me when i was a kid for a really bad cough and sore throat was a shot of whiskey to kill the bacteria and and, and, and honey glass right now and it was my yeah and so i get it worked because the, the whiskey numbed everything and yeah. then the miel stopped me from coughing well that's when people say like oh take out the tequila because i don't feel good or let me take a shot of tequila because it's going to kill bacterias mm-hmm. i guess that's what it comes from, right <laughs> i mean it doesn't but it does numb things a little so um so i from many of you i'm assuming if you follow me and you're listening to podcasts you know i work at starbucks we have a thing actually called the medicine ball and it's uh ginger and turmeric probably it's like it's our peach tranquility tea plus our comfort tea which is like an herbal infusion and we put three packs of honey half steamed lemonade half water and then a shot of peppermint in there if you're like one of those mm-hmm. opens that when i'm sick i drink those they're Absolutely. amazing they're yeah. called medicine balls they're really good they're tasty as fuck yeah so that makes sense though. Hmm. what did that all just do you know the steam it's it's soothing everything you got the honey mm-hmm. for the cough reflex you got the mint to open up the nasal passages that's it's all connected. Wow. So I'm glad that that one's true because I actually love the taste <laughs> of that shit. I just love it, the yeah. taste. Yeah. I drink it for fun. So. There it is. That's awesome. Oh, like I said, I am, I feel so prepared now because I haven't been. And uh, two years ago, as I've commented to before, um, Damien got the flu so bad that he, he literally infected the whole house. And this is when we live with my in-laws. And I knew right away, it's because we had gone to Walmart a day before. And I don't know how fast viruses or if the flu gets, but I'm assuming fast, right? A couple days, a couple days, yeah. Um, we went like a day or two before. He was munching hard on that fucking uh, <laughs> cart that you put the kids in. And you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I wipe it, sometimes I don't. <laughs> I used to have the cover on for him yeah. before, but I just like, I will forget it. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to fucking carry more shit. Yeah. yeah, like, it's annoying. <laughs> like, all right, he's good. But I knew, I knew. It was that. I mm-hmm. knew it was that because there was no other indication that we had, you know, uh, crossed uh, with other people like that. So he really messed up everybody's Christmas. We were shitting our pants. <laughs> there was two bathrooms. We were all fighting for that bathroom that day. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. No, it's viral gastroenteritis, which is usually I tell parents it starts with the top. You know, you start throwing up and then you end with shitting. Yeah. Um, that the, that it's quick. It's within twelve hours, twelve to twenty four hours. You're yes. infected. And what yeah. the heck with that? Yeah. Sometimes it happens. We literally. 12 I to 24 hours. That's quick. Be shitting and vomiting at the same oh, time. How is that God. even possible? <laughs> Your body's defense mechanism. It's trying to throw out whatever's making it sick as effectively as possible. Do you know when it Thank gets to that defenses. yellow part of throwing Oh, up? the bile. Not even bile. It's just like the stomach acid, right? That, yeah. I, that, that's what kills me. Yeah. You're like keeping like a dummy. Like, yeah, it's pretty No, pretty it's bad. I it, looks like, it looks like the, the um, garlic sauce that comes with the Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Exactly like that. Damn, you'd think I would be disgusted, but I still love that oh shit. God, I love that shit. <laughs> oh, oh, well, Sam, I appreciate you taking a time out of your day off because I know you're pretty busy yeah. to, you know, educate us and all the other moms that are around my age that are kind of just like. Eh. No, I like this. You know, I, I I wish I wish we could have an open dialogue about this, and, yeah. and and moms felt comfortable about coming and having this conversation, and and you know, keeping kids out of the emergency department. That's what we don't want is for your kid to end up in urgent care in their emergency department. You know, oh, let those little hellions be well and wake you up at six a.m. Not because you know they're sick, but because they want to you know watch TV or something. Yeah, <laughs> my kids know better than to bug me. You better get your ass downstairs and you turn on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, mine's eleven now. Mine's a lot older oh, now, so I can't wait. 
it's its own set of problems, girl. I hear, like, no, it's easier when they're little kids and babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? I can leave them at home by themselves. Like, we never go out because we don't have babysitters. So. Because they're not texting each other. (laughs) They want to kill each other. And they're um, going through their emo phase. And nothing we do is cold. And having a sex and drugs talk. And. Oh my god. Which is its own set of, you know so weird well thank you sam i look up to you and everything the hard work you put into you're the perfect example of what it is to be a mom going to school how many years did it take you to be where you're at now uh seven years of schooling that's a shitload i can barely do two <laughs> and i was like fuck y'all i'm not doing this anymore yeah, so, but I, I like what i do though i love it and thank you for having me this yeah. has been really fun you know your podcasts have been really really fun Yay. to listen to and i can't wait to see what uh I love a uh, family that supports each other. That's so sweet. Yeah. And women who support each other. Moms yeah, who support each other. Absolutely. You know? So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you have any questions, go ahead and comment here or um, send me a direct message for Sam. Maybe you have something, you know, you don't want to, I don't know, go to your doctor for you want to ask her, like for sure, or any comments in uh, regards to the flu. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do that. Thank you again for listening to my Bitching Mama's podcast. Have a beautiful day. This is the longest segment I've ever oh my had. God, we're have to bring it up. I love it though. And we're gonna be having more segments like this. Uh, the next topic will be eczema. Uh, I know my older sister suffered with all her kids with that, and I was there while they like it just sucks. So for sure. So have a nice Monday. Have a nice week. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. Oh my God, this is so long.